0: I noticed, I posted a quote from uh, Søren Kierkegaard, uh, the Danish philosopher, and some of you uh, have commented on it, and the quote is, and I'll repeat it, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. And Virginia Woolf, the great English writer, went so far as to say that we only really have our full feelings looking back. Welcome, everybody. We're just starting. So make yourselves comfortable, yeah, wave if you want to. And I was just quoting, hi, I was just quoting um, Kierkegaard, his famous quote, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. It must be lived forward. In other words, things aren't clear when we're living them. So what are we to do? What are we to do? And the first and most interesting gift of this practice, actually, it's interesting, the Buddha emphasized this quality first before any other steps, any other skills, any other qualities of heart. He said the quality that we need to awaken is generosity. And he meant generosity in every sense because the Buddha and his monks depended entirely on the generosity of others for their survival, for places to camp, for their food, for their medicine, for their clothing, as simple as it was. And I've been, of course, very touched by the generosity of this community, in giving donations, and one reason I find it so special to have us together on a a donation basis is because it lets us offer generosity as part of our practice. It gives you an opportunity to notice how that feels And of course, generosity isn't limited to giving donation, but to giving ourselves our attention. Notice, just notice how it feels right now, even as I'm speaking, to give yourself not just your attention. But your kind permission to be just like this, just like you find yourself today, and no other way. To grant yourself your full acceptance right now. In a very real sense, our practice is about opening, about slowing down, about embracing what we are. A a week or so ago, I read a quote, and I don't need to quote it because it's something we know. This is not a practice for becoming more positive. It's not about positivity. Isn't that a relief? It's a practice for being with the true complexity of your life, all its edges, all its unresolved Messiness and interest and subtlety by taking root in sensation, by settling down and by opening, by being generous in our vision and our willingness to be. And and that might sound kind of daunting or even something not really appetizing to you. But one way to think of it is in the words of Martha Postoway in her poem, Clearing, do not try to save the whole world. And I would interject, don't even try to save yourself. Don't do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life. What would that be like? This is what we do together. Imagine what it's like to just sit down in a clearing in a dense forest and have the sense that you are completely acceptable. Just like that. Just as if you're an animal. Come To graze. That you can just, just relax, just be you. Nothing to resolve, nothing to prove. I would tell you that this week I spoke to a student, a noble friend, and gave her a mantra. I'd like to share with all of us, and the mantra was, guilty as charged. Guilty as
1: charged.
0: Do you like it? You think of something welling up in you that might be giving you, I'm seeing some smiles, and maybe a few laughs or muted, imagine how it would feel. To just completely plead guilty to your life as it is. And you're in that beautiful clearing in the dense forest of your life. And you're being received as innocently as if you were an animal who's come out into the clearing. And in the Sufi tradition, great poets like Kafis will speak, or, or remain, about meeting the friend with a capital F. And it's like a divine invitation. Notice, that the friend, this friend, is you. It's that accepting presence, that attention that can be with you exactly as you are, without exception, without exclusion. And notice that just hearing about that can bring a kind of relaxation, a kind of a promise of ease. And not just that, a promise that your life can open, that truth can be revealed. Not a kind of truth that is a sentence or even a paragraph or a page, but simply a witness. It's like this right now. John O'Donohue wrote, Awaken to the mystery of being here and enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. Enter the quiet immensity of your own presence. So let's sit. Let's sit together. Take a comfortable seat. and let your back be straight. Let the head rest easily on your neck. And let your eyes close. And just notice how it feels to be here today. How it feels to be you in this space. Don't think about it. Just let yourself take in an impression And notice that this attention, without judging, without thinking, just seeing, just sensing, begins to relax you, to soften you. and notice how it feels to let everything be completely acceptable. Places of ease, places of tension. Whether you feel cold or warm, Lots of thinking or stillness, let everything be. And see that when you get distracted, by thinking, by remembering, by a feeling, you can gently come back again to sensation, to the sensation of being in a body, breathing. and notice how it feels to rest in stillness, being seen by an attention that doesn't judge. And notice that there's a presence here, an awareness and a sensation that bears witness without judgment. When you get lost in thinking, just come home to sensation, noticing that you're welcome every time. Rest in stillness, in presence. Let yourself sink into sensation, softening and opening to an attention that doesn't judge. Notice how it feels to give up all striving. Notice that this attention is completely generous, open, rejecting nothing, no thought, no feeling, no no tension, everything acceptable, seeable, allowed. that the stillness that surrounds you isn't an absence but a Awareness fills the space around you. Give yourself to stillness. Thank you for your practice and um, I want to invite anyone who has a question or an observation about the practice to speak. And I also want to suggest something interesting to try. If someone speaks, when they speak, experiment with imagining that you have infinite patience. Infinite patience. And I know it's it's we're not usually like that. And one of the most interesting things about this tradition, I remember the Buddhist scholar Robert Thurman used to describe that in this tradition it's believed that we've all known each other before even if this is the first time that you've been here and me met me We've known each other before and we've had so many lives that Thurman used to ask people to envision a great big mountain of skeleton bones from elephants and people and horses and to to imagine that we've been everything to each other, mothers and siblings and Fathers and pets, probably, and enemies and beloved friends. And so we've known each other in so long that we can be completely at ease and completely patient. So that when we exchange, you're still doing something for your own practice. And and if you'd like to speak, just raise your hand. You
1: know, I love Soren Kierkegaard. Um, and that quote that you, that you mentioned, I haven't given it much thought because I know you've talked about it in the past that life can only be understood backwards but can only be lived forward. Um, and, I, and I see that as a quote that's quite subject to interpretation when I see that because when I see my thoughts, they're always either about the past or the future and that what happens is that oftentimes these thoughts go to rather dark places when that does occur there's there's oftentimes regrets about the past and there's fear of the future and it takes me out of the present moment so the question i have is where does reflection fit into that does is there any room for guilt or regrets in that um Because it's really about just living in the present. Because, and you mentioned free will, and my understanding of free will is that free will can only take place fully if one is present. To me, that's the definition of free. So uh, I'd like to just, I'd like you to sort of expand upon that a little bit more, if you could.
0: Well, uh, the present is where everything's possible. It's a a portal. When we're present, I mean, we can notice it now. And when you bring your attention, all of us, and you, Harley, and me, when we bring the attention or some of it, a big portion of it, to the body, to our present moment experience. The body is important. It's our friend because it's reliably in the present moment. We have to breathe. The heart has to beat. So we're we're anchored in that very direct experience of being present. And we notice that there are impressions that are possible only when we're present. Something besides thinking. But we also, of what you mentioned is guilt is it room for that. There's always room for guilt. There's always room for everything. I mean, I could be making a joke, but um, there's nothing that guilt can't enter. The, the point is that we're anchored in presence. We're anchored in presence. And then we begin to notice how we are. And before we know it, we're going into a thought or a judgment or a regret. I wish I wasn't listening to this or I wish they would step it up or, or something or I like this, or and so you were present, then you're gone. So the gift of the practice and the promise of it is that moment by moment, we extend our capacity, our willingness, and our ability to be with that experience of here and gone. And we begin to be able to allow more to be seen and to be felt. More of our own humanity so that our practice is no longer about banishing thought or banishing guilt or banishing negativity and replacing it with positivity or any of those other efforts that we so often make, our practice becomes more about willingness to be present to what we see. including, including watching how one moment we're here, the next moment the ego takes it or the thinking takes it. And to think that not as a lapse. It's not a lapse. It's not a mistake. It's not a failure of practice. It's Something that is showing us how we are. And the more we can be patient and willing to be present with just that, that moment of like, oh, I was so beautifully, have you ever had that, I was so beautifully present, and then I blew it. And then all these squirmy little thoughts started to appear, or these judgments or this conceit or something. And there I go again, being a jerk, in exactly the way I am so often a jerk. And then it will be like, no, I wasn't, no, I wasn't. And it builds and builds. Yes, I was. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was. And instead of that kind of game we notice that we're growing in compassion and that this compassionate tolerance, and I do recommend the guilty as charged mantra at moments if the guilt is really big. As that compassion
1: grows, even if you're wrongly accused, even if you feel that you're wrongly accused, you just accept that?
0: No, I'm not talking about it's, well, yeah, so here's that, okay, let me, here comes an experience, and you're full of the sense, that was so unjust, I was wrongly accused. What you're doing is simply saying, okay, okay. This experience is happening. This feeling of being wrongly accused is filling me. Okay. So you're not, you're escaping from that endless pursuit of turning your life into a kind of courtroom where you're mounting an argument in your defense and instead of that you're simply radically it can feel so radical even though you're just alone and it's all happening inside your own head it can feel wildly um, almost like you're jumping off a cliff to just say okay So, so that is happening. I, you know, and you just let yourself witness it. Not just with your head, but with sensation, with presence. And you will notice something, you will notice something extraordinary, quietly extraordinary. That act of accepting what's arising will allow you to settle down and open up. Something, it's not like a battle is won so much as the clouds are dispelled. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yeah, it does. Because it's just a rabbit hole when, when the other, the alternative to that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's just freeing and, it, and it's an exercise in detachment and being present.
0: It's and, an exercise for all of us, all of us. And you're trying to, and just randomly when you, Think of it in a bad moment, a moment of feeling so unfairly judged. Try just for a moment, I stress that again and again. One moment full of that unjust judgment to just say, okay, okay. And just notice, notice in your sensation, in your presence, how it feels to grant yourself permission to be human. Because that's how it feels. I am human. It doesn't mean um, submitting to mistreatment. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about an inner practice that allows us to attend to ourselves, to be with ourselves like a, quote, friend, the Sufi friend. Imagine. quote unquote lovable at our most becoming presenting in some you know practiced and pleasant way this is a presence that receives us that sees us that accepts us in our full humanity in our most difficult moments, which turn out to be the most revealing. Tracy. Yeah. Hi! Hi!
1: Thank you, as always. Um, I (laughs) I lost something. I don't get the guilty as charged.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, and if it doesn't, this is important for everybody. Um, If something doesn't speak to you, let it go. But what I was speaking to, um when I first told that to um, someone in this community is that sometimes we will notice that our thinking gets very, very defensive and that we're making a story or building an explanation or You know, kind of we'll notice sometimes that we're trying to outrun something. It can feel different at different times, but it's a kind of momentum that can grip uh, the mind and the feeling that um, somehow we're bad or lacking or we shouldn't be like this and we should be more like that. And it can be interesting when we catch ourselves in that kind of centrifugal, it can feel like a centrifugal force. Oh, I'm so bad, I wasted the day or I'm av- whatever. It's always something different that we stop and just take in that impression and let it be. Does that make sense? Like, it's like getting off the wheel. It's, it can be helpful if you find yourself overthinking or kind of obsessing or, or just uncomfortably aware that you're feeling chased In fact, the Buddha, one of his most famous teachings, it's a sutra, and I won't recount the whole thing in all its glory, but the Buddha is being pursued. He's literally being chased by this terrible killer. And they describe the killer in graphic details, having a necklace of finger bones, and he's bad, 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 and he's pursuing the Buddha, and he can't catch the Buddha, even though he's super fast and super strong, he's like a demon. But he can't catch the Buddha, and he's panting, and he's out of breath, and finally he shouts to the Buddha, why can't I catch you? Why can't I catch you? And the Buddha said, because I stopped running. I'm standing still. When will you stop and of course, as always in these stories, um, the killer is instantly enlightened and, and becomes a follower of the Buddha. But the, the feeling and the point of the story is to catch yourselves in those moments when you're on the run or you're fighting. Does that make sense? So for you, maybe stop. I've stopped is, is more effective than a guilty plea. And because all of these words, all of our practice isn't about words, but about this action of attention, so do speak up or in your own practice if it's like that doesn't make sense. Just notice that you can let it go. But it's about stopping in the midst of it all and making a clearing in your life. And it's beautiful. We've had this chance during pandemic to move our practice off the cushion into our lives and to begin to see that we don't need perfect, serene conditions. In fact, it's most fruitful and extraordinary in a moment when we're really troubled to just stop and be still and see. Thank you. So why don't we just be still for the last minute or two and we'll dedicate the practice and just notice how it feels to just be still. No matter what is going on, inside, just let yourself be soft, generous, not striving, just letting Everything be just like this. And let ourselves feel gratitude for this practice. And putting two hands in our heart space if we wish if we can. We give this practice generously to all beings, near and far. May all beings everywhere, including ourselves, be safe and protected from inner and outer harm and danger. May all beings everywhere be as well as they can be. May they know how it feels to be at ease, to be still, to be at peace no matter what, and to be completely free. Thank you everybody for your practice, for the beautiful generosity of your attention and your presence.